0: Internet Church Service. I'm so happy that you're here. And I believe today that God has a word for you. Praise the Lord. But first, before we jump into today's message, let's receive the holy tithes and offerings. Let's bring them into the storehouse of God. Genesis chapter 28, verse 20, it says, Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and keep me in this way, that I am going, and give me bread to eat, and clothing to put on, so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord will be Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Praise the Lord. My friends, Jacob has had a divine encounter with the Lord. And out of that experience, he is determined in his heart that he is now going to be a tither. I think this is fascinating because Hebrew scholars have pointed out the statement that says, I will surely give a tenth to you. The Hebrew verb here of tithing, of giving a tenth, the Hebrew verb describes a frequent multiple action. And Hebrew scholars who are very familiar with their language, they believe that what is going on here is that Jacob is actually making a lifetime commitment to be a tither. This is not just a one-time act. This is a lifetime commitment. So he is dialed in now as a tither and by giving God 10% of the gross of everything that comes into him that he earns or something that will come in as a gift or a blessing, he has now positioned himself to be established in all of the blessings of God. Praise the Lord. My friends, it's impossible to please the Lord without faith and without being a tither. You're never going to really know the fullness of faith because it takes, it takes faith to tithe, hallelujah, and it takes faith to live a life that's pleasing to God. So let's honor the Lord by bringing in 10% of of our income, ten percent of all that God has blessed our hands with the prosper, and honoring God with His tithe, praise the Lord. Now, those of you that would like to mail in your tithes and offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International. PO Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina, our zip code 28654. If you would like to bring your tithes and offerings in online, it's very safe, it's highly encrypted. You can go online to the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There is a link on the homepage, tithes and offerings, sow and reap, and you can click on that, and they come directly in, into the ministry, into the storehouse of God. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, I'm praying for Your people that they have divine encounters. And out of these divine encounters, they be so established in Your Biblical principles that they just say, Lord, I just want to be a giver. I really always want to be a tither. And Lord, I want to fulfill my calling and be a blessing in the earth hallelujah father thank you thank you father in the name of jesus hallelujah woo! see you're called to inherit a blessing and you're called to be a blessing praise god what a joy it's going to be when we go before the lord and when we're in heaven, and the Lord thanks us for our faithfulness and tithing, woo! Glory to God. There's going to be many, many Christians. They'll hang their head down. They'll hang their head down because they never did it. They never tithe, and they just never had a giving heart. Even though they were born again, they just never knew the joy of giving, and they never understood the words of the Apostle Paul, who quoted Jesus by saying, "It is more blessed to give than it is to receive." Hallelujah. Pray Praise Praise the Lord. What a joy and blessing to be a tither. Hallelujah. And God's hand is on your life today. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's take our Bibles and go to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 4. And today I want to talk about identifying your level of expectation. And As you hear the title, I don't want you to think, oh, Pastor Stephen just wants us to lay, he wants us to raise our expectations. That's, that's not really what I'm talking about today. I think you'll see something very, how can I say, a unique insight about expectations. And there could be some fine-tuning that you need to do in that area. It could be some major tuning that you need to do with expectations. But I want you to see how God's going to meet you at your level of, expe- uh, of your expectations and how you can even identify where those expectations that you have are at. Make a make a good judgment and then make any adjustments that may need to be made. Heavenly Father, we ask as we go into Your Word that Your Holy Spirit would come, illuminating the Scriptures with truth with manna from heaven that we can take it feed upon it meditate upon it and walk in your very best father we pray that this be a hundredfold message producing uh, a great harvest of the seed of your word sown into our hearts on good soil we give you all the praise in Jesus name and around the world today we say amen praise God second Kings chapter 4 verse 1 a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to elisha saying your servant my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves well the husband has passed away but the debts did not pass away the debts are still there and who knows maybe the financial strain drove him to an early grave I don't know how he died but I do know that uh, being under financial pressure, and you know, in this situation, this is heavy financial pressure, it's not good for your heart. And there have been people that have had just sudden heart attacks, and they died, mainly because of the financial pressure. Maybe they had other contributing factors, but I'll tell you what, it's not good to have big money problems. It's not good to have small money problems. This is an area where the Lord wants us to have the victory. Verse 2, So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Praise God. My friends, you, you might not have much, but you, you at least have something. You know, Paul really talked about the Christians, the believers in Macedonia, how they actually gave their way out of poverty. And they were in dire poverty. Have you ever been anywhere in the world where there's extreme poverty? There's nowhere in America uh, and I've been all over America. I've traveled the country, state to state, coast to coast, bottom to top, and all in between. There's nowhere in America where I would describe things or situations as being dire poverty. So uh, there, there are some places where there is real poverty, and there, you know, some tough situations. But it's nothing like other parts of the world where it's just off the charts in some areas. But my friends God wants to help his people. And regardless of where you might be, usually no matter how how great a challenge you might be in, usually there's still something in the house that you can give to God to work with, God just needs something to work with it doesn 't have to be something large or great. if you have that that 's fine, but here she has something it 's not much, but it is something that God can work with, and I really like also how she she honors the prophet, she honors elisha as the great man of God that he is. And so uh, she has a uh, how can we say access into his life, access into his heart, access to the anointing, and that's what honor creates. Praise the Lord. She said, "Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a, but a jar of oil." then he said go borrow vessels from everywhere from all of your neighbors empty vessels do not gather just a few today we're talking about identifying your level of expectation now he told her do not gather just a few it it would be easy for me to sit here and say you need to have high expectations uh, and it would be easy for somebody to look at that widow woman and say, Sister, you just need to trust God and you need to have high expectations that God's going to do a miracle for you. Um, but you have to remember, she's still on the other side of the miracle. Uh, the miracle hasn't happened yet. And that's the place, perhaps, where you're at right now, where well yes we want to make a positive confession we want to speak edification into the life of people we want to we want to be encouragers we don't want to throw you know and shovel dirt on the top of their head you know and try to push them down we want to try to help people and speak life into them but you have to also understand they're under the heat they're under tremendous pressure and it has to be more than just you know lift your expectations keep your eyes on the Lord there's a place for that but there but you have to understand the pressure that they're in because she's still on the other side of the miracle that hasn't happened yet and really she's in this boat of facing her two boys being taken away and she has no idea now stop and think about this she has no idea that 2,900 years later a guy named Pastor Stephen Brooks is going to be teaching on this very message her very life or this story and it's going to be again just taught around the world and people are going to continue to hear it and she had no idea she's being cemented into the eternal Word of God Woo! Glory to God! She had no idea. But my friends, you may be in that place where the miracle has not yet happened, and you feel the pressure. It's very real. You see the threat. Oh, it's very real. But you're still going to have to just dig in, dig in, and you're going to have to lift your expectation. Not saying that like, you know, just throwing that out there. Understanding the heat, understanding the moment that you're in, this is very difficult. But I do want you to know this is the time to do it. Now, you have to lift the expectation now. See, God works with your level. Of expectation, wherever your level of, of expectation is at, that's where God's going to actually meet you at. So it's very important that that your level of expectation is where it needs to be. Your expectation. Now listen to this. Your expectation is expressed by your preparation in how many vessels you gather. Okay, go, borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels, do not gather just a few. Your expectation is expressed. So in other words, I can gauge, I can gauge your level of expectation. How? Through your preparation. Preparation. Okay, your expectation is expressed by your preparation in how many vessels you gather. So he says, go gather, get, gather a whole bunch. Don't get, just get a few. Get a whole bunch. Bar- borrow them from all your neighbors everywhere. Well, how can we gauge her expectation that God's going to do something great by how many she's bringing in? Because if she just brings five back through the house, you know that her expectations are very, very low. But here's something you need to understand. God's going to meet you at the level of where your expectation is at. Woo! Now, I, I know you're still on the other side of the miracle yet. You know, we, we, the oil has not started being poured out miraculously yet. But uh, you're going to have to get a hold of this now, not later, now woo, and look, this is why she's in the Bible. She did it right, because uh, she's going to go everywhere. She's going to send those boys out. They're going to go everywhere. Wow. This is why she's in the book. Hallelujah. OK, so I want to ask you a question today. If you knew the outcome beforehand, how would you prepare? In other words, if you're this lady, a widow woman, uh, sure, you know, you're facing the creditors, unpaid bills, heavy, heavy financial pressure. But now you've heard from God through the, through the leading prophet in the world, the number one prophet walked in on the planet has personally ministered the word of the Lord to you. Um, if, if you already know the end result before you even get to the end. Now, how would you prepare? How would you go about this? Oh, it's different for different people. I know some people say, well, I'd I'd be going out and grabbing every single jar I could get. But see, you have to realize these are more than just like stories. These are real life moments that can happen in our lives. And when there is miracle anointing flowing, I want you to never forget that God is going to meet you at the level of your expectation not your mother-in-law's an expectation not not what maybe so you know somebody you know brother-in-law yeah what he's expecting God to do for you no it comes down between you and God and whatever your level of expectation is that God's going you believe that God's going to show up and do that is exactly not more not less that's exactly where he's going to meet you at Woo! it's an amazing thing it's actually a very sobering truth this is a spiritual truth And you're going to see it played out right here in this very story. What would you do if you knew the outcome beforehand? How would you prepare? Ten jars? Seventy jars? 200 jars or just hey let's just get every single empty jar we can get in the whole village (laughs) stack them on top of each other just make sure they're balanced they don't fall over just get all you can get put them on the shelves put them every just put them everywhere that's what she did that's what she did would you do the same thing Mm. okay your level of expectation is based on how confident you are in having heard from God Woohoo! Okay, you can't see this is stuff you can't fake. You can't fake this. If you fake it, you're gonna end up having a really, really bad day. But there is a reality. There is a genuine. If there's, if there's counterfeit, it's because there's real. There's something real, okay? So we're gonna go for the real. But you need to understand that your level of expectation is based on how confident you are in having heard from God, okay? Well, she's hearing from God. Not directly in a sense where God spoke it to her, but he's speaking through a proven, trusted vessel. Actually, the most, the most accurate prophet on the planet. So, I mean, she's just like, hey, she's like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm putting everything on what he says because I know who he is. I know his track record I know the great man of God that he served and I know that he's got double portion of Elijah and so when Elisha gives a word that word came straight from heaven that word is gold and I'm going to go big on that word now the more confident you are in having heard from God the more liberty that you have to go large or just to go for it knowing that God's behind you woo it'll really really do something for your faith it's incredible now that doesn't mean we go crazy you have to stay in your faith zone if you ever go beyond the word Faith will not work if you ever go beyond your personal faith level. You will be disappointed because you you can't do that. See, I, I can't do that no more than I can go out and lift two thousand pounds over my head. Now, if the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes on me like He did on Samson, maybe I could do that. But you and I both know that's not normal everyday life. That would be a, a miracle. But I, I I just normally I can't do that. Nor would I even try to do something crazy like that. You have to know your spiritual strength level when it comes to faith and. And that doesn't mean you're down here if you're up there but even if you're up there it doesn't mean perhaps you're way way up there so we're all in different areas of faith because people have developed their faith to different levels just like you can develop your muscles to a different level praise the Lord but your your confidence really comes down to how sure of this are you that you've heard from the Lord I've had the Lord come before me Uh, at times and share things to me in a vision instructing me to do something And every single time when he has done that and I've obeyed it it's worked 100% 100% of the time I I, I wish he could do it every day (laughs) but you know we have he doesn't do that because we also have to walk by faith we walk by faith not by sight but there are those times when there are the manifestations of the spirit you have those special moments and if you get it You get it whether it's from the Lord directly or you know, you get it through a a a very rock solid prophet or something like that. Look, it'll work, it'll hold up, praise the Lord. And that really gives you that ability to step out and basically just go, Yeah, I'm gonna grab all the jars I can. I'm gonna grab every single empty vessel that I can get. And that's exactly what she did. Empty vessels, of course, he's saying get the empty vessels, hint, hint, you know, something's about to happen, they're going to get filled up with something. Do not gather just a few. Wow. Very, very uh, fascinating how God will meet you at your level of expectancy. Let's continue on. Verse 4, and when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Shut the door behind you. Glory to God. It is a great misinterpretation of Scripture and an awful example of taking Scripture out of context to teach that you are supposed to share everything in life. There is a place for sharing. There is a place of agape love, even putting others before yourself. But my friends, if you think you're supposed to share everything, you've you've taken you've taken the word of God way beyond uh, certain boundaries, and you've taken it grossly out of context in certain areas. We see in Matthew chapter 25, verse six. And at midnight a cry was heard. Behold, the, bride, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins, the ten virgins, arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No. No. They said, No. Well, the, Pastor Stephen, that's not right. They're not sharing. That's not right. Watch out for the spirit of socialism. That's floating all over America now. And that spirit, if you're not careful, will try to get into the church. It'll try to get into your mind. It'll try to get into the way that you think and the way that you're reasoning. And it is not of God. Mm -mm -mm. They said no. Lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward the other virgins also came, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Ten virgins, five wise, five foolish, but they're all virgins. Let's just say they're all Christians. But you can have wise Christians and you can have foolish Christians. Pastor Stephen, I, I still don't agree. I think we should share everything. We should get back to the early days of the, of the first century church where they shared everything. Really? You want to go back to where you share everything? You, under, you understand the first century church was in a t- stage of infancy, the church had just been born, it was an infant church. So, you know, they're all hanging out in Jerusalem. Yet the Lord tells them, you shall, you shall take this gospel to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And what did they do? They just stayed in Jerusalem, sharing everything with each other, hanging out in Jerusalem. And finally, persecution came so hot, so heavy that they were forced to do what the Lord told them to do, which was take it out, take it all around Israel, take it to the whole world. Woo. And really that's also the reason why many got caught up in that wave of persecution that was unleashed through Saul when he began to persecute all the Christians where in Jerusalem and began to do awful things to them. But, uh, I tell you what—if they would have obeyed the Lord and they would just started, well, you know, I, I feel the I feel the anointing to move. I feel the anointing to go out and move to a different city, a long ways from here, and share the gospel with those who don't know. Well, if you would have done that, you'd have missed all that persecution that would have come. My friends, the church was in its infancy stages. Most of the early church in the first century didn't even have a comprehension that the gospel was for the Gentiles. They thought the whole thing was still just for the Jews, and it wasn't until God. Uh, worked with with the man named Saul who was born again and saved and his name was changed to Paul it wasn't until Paul began to receive the revelation that this thing's for the this thing's for the Gentiles and even Peter eventually caught on but uh, uh, you know the, the 12 were very very slow in catching on the 12 apostles but you know what my friends you don't want to go backwards you want to go forward praise the Lord hallelujah thank you Lord Jesus hallelujah There are times when you need to learn to shut the door behind you. It's not somebody else's business what God's doing for you. This is your moment. This is your time. This is for you to receive. Praise the Lord. Some of you, you, you don't know that. You're a little wet behind the ears, and you're telling everybody everything, even about your own personal business, telling everybody everything about your marriage, telling everybody uh, all kinds of gossipers, and all kinds of just, you know, people that just love to blab, blab, blab all day, and you're telling them all kinds of stuff, even about your personal finances. You need to keep your personal stuff there within the house, because there are some things, it's just nobody else's business. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody needed to hear that today. Somebody needed to be told that you shut the door behind you. Shut the door behind you. And that, my friends, is exactly what she did. Praise God. Now, shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into all those vessels. In other words, that one remaining the only one, the only vessel of oil that she has in the house, she's instructed to pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Mm. She shut the door. Not all miracles are intended by God to be displayed publicly. Some of them are to bring glory to the Lord, to reveal the power of the resurrected Christ who is now ascended into heaven and seated at the right hand of God. Some are made for public viewing, public consumption, we should say, perhaps. But there's others. There's others when God basically says, don't tell anybody, don't show anybody, this moment is for you, this miracle is for you, because if you bring unbelieving, doubting, People in and and they're all full of unbelief and skepticism and things like that that can grieve the Holy Spirit and if you're already struggling with your faith that gets on you all that unbelief gets on you and then you can miss that great blessing that God has for you so keep all the the doubters and the powders and the do withouters outside okay you let the Holy Spirit move you must learn to guard and protect the anointing yes there are miracles. For the skeptics, there are miracles where God does valid proofs before the world. To see His glory and His power. But there's other things also in Scripture when we balance the Word of God properly that some things are meant to be done in private. Praise God. Because what's going on here are three major miracles. The first one we have is the Word of Wisdom of the prophet telling her, go, borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, and you know, that's the Word. It is a Word of Wisdom. It now don't ever forget that all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, all nine of them, all of them are all supernatural in their manifestation. They're not normal, they're all supernatural praise the Lord. And out of all of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, the one that's listed first is the Word of Wisdom. Why is it listed first? Because it is the best gift out of all nine. Now, they're all amazing. But if you could just sit back, you're having a nice relaxing day, and uh, you know, and and God says, Hey, uh, I'll manifest through the Spirit any one of the nine gifts. Which one would you like? Word of Wisdom. Word of Wisdom. Because the Word of Wisdom is, when it comes from God, it is the most amazing word. Any time you obey it, it will always work for you. Now you can't take somebody else's word of wisdom and try to hijack that and make it your own. It won't work for you. It's for the person spoken to, and that word from the prophet was spoken to her, so she can take it. So the first thing that's going on is a supernatural word of wisdom. Coming from the mind of God, revealing to her what she 's to do it's being, it's that that word of wisdom is being delivered to the prophet who delivers it to her. Praise God, thank you, Lord Jesus. The second thing that takes place is when she hears that word of wisdom. The gift of special faith. It's called the gift of faith. If you you look at it in the Greek, it's not normal faith. It's not the kind of faith that says, I believe there's four Gospels. It's not the kind of faith that says, I believe that Jonah was swallowed by a large fish. It's the kind of faith that is supernatural where you can take a hold of that word and you can grab it. And it'll, it'll, uh, you can just grab it with supernatural strength, and it's called special faith, and that's in manifestation. She, she really believes that when she starts pouring, oil is going to come out. She believes it. She knows it. Why? Special faith is resting on her. And then you have the other miracle that works All uh, three manifestations of the Spirit, Word of Wisdom, Special Faith. The third one, the third thing that's going on that's also miraculous is the gift called working of miracles. And so we have the multiplication of the oil as it's poured out. The jar doesn't become empty. She just keeps pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring. That is called the gift of working of miracles. And yes, all nine of them, including the gift of working of miracles, are still operating today by the Holy Spirit when He is in manifestation. Woo! Praise the Lord. Jesus, we give you praise today. Now watch this. This is incredible. Don't miss miss this. Verse 6. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. Don't miss this. Watch this. She says to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. When did the oil stop? It stopped at the exact level of where her expectancy was at. Woo! How would you measure her expectancy? You can measure her expectancy by her preparation her preparation, and how many empty vessels she got. Boys, get all you can. Now, let's really make an effort. Round up all you can. All of that preparation, I don't know, could have taken hours and hours. All of that preparation, the room full of empty jars, whoo, that showed you her, her expectation. And God caused that oil to stop the moment the last empty jar was full. Woo. God knows exactly what he's doing he knows exactly what he is doing mm. Jesus we give you praise Jesus we give you praise the oil will not flow beyond the level of expectancy that you prepared for it will not go beyond that this is this is a spiritual truth this is a reality this is just how God works you thought it was all up to God didn't you But it's not. You have a part to play in this with your faith, yes. But also how you attach expectancy to your faith of how God's going to do this, in the way, the goodness of how He's going to do it. Mm -mm. Jesus will give you praise. The Spirit of God will not operate beyond. He will not go beyond that measure. Now, think of it like this the oil stopped flowing the moment the last empty vessel got filled up. And you know, of course, I'm sure she's filling it to the very, very top. She's probably filling that, you know, fill it, fill it to the rim. You know, as they say, just fill it all the way to the top and sit it down. And i am just, you know, take up every millimeter uh, that's available there. Oh, it's amazing. But the oil is a type of the Holy Spirit oil in the Old Testament was a symbol of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit he will stop flowing he will stop flowing the moment that expectation level of yours is arrived at that's where he'll stop Woo! pray he'll meet you right at your level of expectation he'll move and manifest right at that level just as the oil will stop right at that same level where the expectation is met Because the Holy Spirit is a type and shadow of the oil. Or I I said that backwards, the oil is a type and shadow of the Holy Spirit. God meets you at your level of expectancy, not below it. In other words, if she had 100 vessels that are empty, and she's got 100 of them in her house that are empty, it's not like God only filled 40 of them, and God met her below her expectation. No, no, He filled all of them. He filled every single one of them completely full. But watch this. God also, this is very important, God also did not go beyond her level of, this, of her expectancy. In other words, if she had a hundred vessels that were empty, once they're all filled up, he doesn't just cause that, that one original one that she had just to keep pouring and just pour all over the ground. Why? God's not wasteful. Oh my goodness. Woo! Okay, so today I felt led the Holy Spirit to share with you and to help you on this area of adjusting, if need be, your level of expectation. Okay? Now, when I say that, maybe your level of expectation is already accurate, or maybe you're real close to where God wants you to be at, you just need to do some fine tuning. You need to fine tune a little bit and dial it in. But I think there's some other people that their expectations really are extremely low. They're they're like the three empty jar type level uh, expectations. And if all you have is three empty vessels, that's all he's going to fill. And I don't think that's going to pay off the debt for the two boys. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. The gears are clicking. How, how much oil? How, you know, she, she's probably thinking, okay, I can sell the oil. I can sell the oil for this much. How much is it going to cost to at least clear the debt for my two boys? I'm going to need at least this much oil. And whew, let's, let's, just go, let's just go for it. Because again, if you get a strong word and you're sure of that word, you know it's from the Lord, you'll, you'll step out, and you'll go for it. You'll just like, I'm going to grab, I'm going to get more vessels. I I have no doubt that. If in that day and age there had been the standard 55 gallon steel barrel drums, uh, if those had been in existence, I, I think she'd have been saying, Boys, you need to go find some of those too. Because <laughs> I'm going to fill them up. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh my goodness. It is an amazing statement. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. What does that prove? That God meets you, not below, not beyond. He meets you exactly at the level of where your expectation is at. So if you need to adjust that today, that's between you and the Holy Spirit. You need to find that place where you believe that God is going going to show up and what He's going to do. And, you know, when you really hear from the Lord, I I would make sure you have uh, extra, that you have buffer Whoo! I found that God's really in the surplus. God's really in the surplus. When God put the fish in the ocean, He just didn't put a hundred thousand in there. He put millions and millions. Well, Pastor Stephen, we don't need that many. That's not the point. That's not the point. Just God, God creates surplus in the everything. So let that be into uh, this area of refining your level of expectation. Praise the Lord. You, might, you may not need it today, but you may need it a year from today. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, we give you praise today. Verse 7, then she came and told the man of God. Isn't that amazing? What he said came to pass. Why? He heard from God. Just that simple. And people are still hearing from God every single day on this big, beautiful planet. And if you can just get the word of the Lord, your whole situation can change. Praise God. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go. Sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons live on the rest. Oh, so there's more than enough than this to pay the debt. Now there's extra. Now there's surplus. Yes. Why? That was her level of expectancy. That's where she placed her level of of expectancy. (sighs) My friends, um, I want to encourage you to do this. Don't meet the Lord on the platform of just needs. Meet the Lord on the place of desires. Okay. Well, Lord, if I just get this need met, then you won't hear from me again for at least two more years, or less. I need another miracle. Don't do that. Don't don't think like that. Lift your lift your your heart towards expectancy in the area of surplus. Now, having said that, don't go bananas. And think surplus surplus to where you go to a place well well pastor Stephen said surplus I'm believing I'm going to be the next billionaire calm down calm down come back down to earth and dial in to the place where your expectancy is high but you're not beyond your faith don't go cuckoo because it's not going to work and then you're going to get frustrated and then you're going to get upset and, you know, you're going to get upset at God, or, so I'm trying to tell you, dial into your your comfort zone, uh, but your comfort zone should stretch you, but it shouldn't be ludicrous or crazy. You understand what I'm saying? There's a balance, not too low, because that's, you know, God can do so much more than that, but not so high that, you know, like, you don't, you don't really have faith for that. Praise the Lord. And not only that, you don't, you don't need to go so high. You don't, you don't need that. get, get, Get the job done let's get the debt paid off let's keep the boys from going to jail and let's get some extra let's get some extra hallelujah so we can go to Disneyland after this we need a break boys that was a lot of pressure let's get let's go to Disneyland whoo thank you Jesus whoo hallelujah Mm -hmm. praise the Lord okay Holy Spirit's helping you right now to identify where your where your level of expectancy expectancy is supposed to be at and along with where that level of expectancy is supposed to be he's going to, he's going to also help you to be able to really zone in on this by being able to how can we say by being able to review or look at your preparation for her it was how many empty jars are you gathering? For you, it could be, what is the plan? You're expecting God to do this? Well, if God does it, what are you going to do with it? Well, I don't know. Well, it it, it doesn't work like that. You You have to know before you get there. Because if you don't know, you're just driving aimlessly. There's a mountain in Nevada, not too far from Las Vegas. And my wife and I, we've driven up, at, uh, you know, multiple times, because Las Vegas gets real hot, especially in the summer. Uh, but you, you know, drive out of town, and within about an hour, you're at the top of a mountain. And it's very cool uh, up there at the top. But at at the top, it's very strange the way the road ends. It's like the road just ends, and it, uh, it didn't make any sense to me. Well, I found out, uh, one of the park rangers told me, he said, you're right, the road is very goofy here, because what happened is when, uh, when they were building the road up the mountain, they got up to this spot right here, and I believe it was Teddy Roosevelt, the President of the United States, with his men, he drove up the mountain. He was a real outdoors guy. He drove up the mountain in the you know, vehicle, and he got out, and he, said, and he spoke to the workers. He said, men, he said, where is this road going? They said we don't know. He said, "End it right here. If you don't know where you're going, then it's just finished. Just finish it. Stop it right here. <laughs> Woo! If you if you don't know where you're going, you you just don't know where you're going. And so God God needs you to have a plan. Praise the Lord. A blueprint. He needs something. If if you want God to meet you at that level of expectancy, then there needs to be something that you can show Him. Whether it's empty jars, empty vessels, or something that can give the Lord." Some insight into seeing that you do have preparation in this area praise God you're, you're making preparation for it you're making preparation for God to meet you at that place praise the Lord praise the Lord because look you and I both know if that lady only had three empty vessels in her house when God told you know the man of God said go get all these and she's only got three no preparation what does that mean you really don't have any expectancy that God's going to do much for you but boy that she that's why she's in the book she said, boys, get every single empty vessel you can get. Get big ones. Make sure they're clean probably. Just get them. I already know what the man of God is up to. I know what's going to happen. Boom, that gift of faith hit her. She said that oil's going to flow. Mm. And overnight, she got put into the oil business. Hallelujah. Maybe not the petroleum business, but the olive oil business. Praise God. Pastor Stephen, what can we conclude from this? Number one believe in miracles because there are some things in life that can be so encasing that can be so difficult to get out of that you may not get out of it unless you get a miracle okay and so ideally you don't want to be in a place where you need a miracle but if you ever do he's well able He's well labeled. And you need to believe in miracles that God is your miracle working God. And if you need one, He's the one you go to. He can do it for you also. Number two, you need to believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. All of the gifts of the Holy Spirit are supernatural. And there were three gifts of the Holy Spirit manifested in this story to bring this lady the relief, the deliverance, and the refreshing that she needed. If the Holy Spirit had not manifested and moved, so you know, just wave bye-bye to the boys and cry. Mm. But see, that need not be necessary for the man or woman of God, who, for the young person who knows their God and says, God, I know that you do miracles. I know that your Holy Spirit can help me and can manifest, and we're going we're gonna to get out of this. Praise God. God will make a way for you. He'll make a way for you. Number three, Number one, first, believe in miracles. Number two, believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And number three, believe in God's prophets. I'm not talking about fly-by-not prophets that you know are unproven, or if anything, they're proven to be, you know, fruity. Okay. I'm talking about true, bona fide, genuine prophets that can really bring the accurate word of the Lord. I'm privileged to know some. And uh, there are people out there that say um, that Pastor Stephen Brooks can bring a pretty good prophetic word too. Hallelujah. And actually, that's one of the things that makes me happy in my heart, is that that is a good testimony that's out there because people say, when Pastor Stephen gives you a word, it will come to pass. I had a man write me and my wife a letter He said, Pastor Stephen, he said, you prophesied extensively over my life, over my entire family when you came to my house. And he said, it took ten years, but every single thing you spoke over me, my marriage, my wife, my family, my children, everything you spoke, all of it, every single thing has come to pass. Hallelujah, well, my friends that 's the Holy Spirit that is the Holy Spirit just flowing with the Holy Spirit and giving the Word of the Lord, but you need to believe in prophets don 't think that they 're just super rare hiding behind a bush out in the desert somewhere there's prophets all over the place. Uh, the good ones yeah, you may you may not be able to find them in the, in your local town or local city or something like that, but they 're still they're, they're, they're not invisible. They're out there. Okay. So you need to believe in God's prophets. We see this as a directive, a clear directive in scripture. I would even say a commandment, second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord, your God, and you shall be established. Believe as prophets and you shall prosper Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. That woman, that widow woman, believed God's prophet, and she prospered. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Now you maybe you're watching me, and you're thinking, Pastor Stephen, I've had a bad prophetic experience. Well, just you know, uh, forgive the forgive the person that was trying to at least give a word, you know, because sometimes you don't really step into the deeper prophetic unless you know, there's some practice involved. And sometimes people, they, how can we say, they're, they're experimenting, they're trying. <laughs> and sometimes you learn through mistakes. So just give them grace. Give them grace, because perhaps at least they were trying. And the Lord will, He will honor that. Now, there, there are those, that are, they're not even trying, they're just letting anything come out. It's all coming out of their soul. It's not even coming from the Holy Spirit. Those, you know, the Lord will deal with them. And if you see people like that, just, you know, stay away from them. There's no need to be uh, listening to their stuff. But all in all, the majority of the people that are in ministry, particularly full times, so now stop and think about that. If a prophet is in ministry full time, he must be pretty good, because I mean if you're making your full time living as a prophet, now you and I also understand first and foremost that a prophet is a preacher and teacher of the Word of God. A prophet is not just somebody going around giving words all the time to people. No, that, that's, that's just a part of of the prophetic ministry. The core of any prophet's ministry is preaching and teaching the Word of God. As a matter of fact, out of all five ministry offices, whether it's apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, All five of them, their core job is to preach and teach the Word of God. And the gifts that flow along with that office, the supernatural equipment that goes with that office is to be able to minister to the people beyond the primary assignment of preaching and teaching the Word. But really, again, if somebody is a prophet, they're doing that full-time, well, they must be pretty good, or else else they wouldn't be doing it full-time just like a business. If a business is up and running, and they've been in business for 20 years, they must be doing something right, or else they wouldn't be in business. Praise the Lord. So find those that are proven, that are valid, that are accountable, and uh, you'll be blessed. Amen. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. So believe in miracles, believe in the gifts of the Spirit, believe in God's prophets, and you shall prosper. Hallelujah. I like this lady as we're closing. She went for it. Gather all the vessels. Oh, she gathered all the vessels, all right. You know, you see something interesting just later. Same prophet, same man of God. Elisha is now old. He's actually on his deathbed, and his life is winding down. But the king of Israel comes to him. And here is Elijah about uh, Elisha. He's about to die, but there's still that anointing of the Holy Spirit. And he wants to help the king of Israel. And he tells the king, you know, to shoot through the windows uh, with the bow and the arrow. And he does some prophetic acts. And then he tells the king to take the arrows and strike them to the ground. And the king only strikes the ground three times. Why? No expectation. How can you prove that? Because if there was expectation, there would have been the preparation of I'm gonna hit these. If you tell me to do that, I'm gonna verify that I really believe I'm gonna hit these things to the ground so hard I'm gonna break them in half. Hallelujah! And strike them multiple times until you feel satisfied in your spirit. He you just half half-baked, half-hearted effort, struck the ground three times, and Elisha was just like you should have hit the ground at least. Five or six times. And if you would have done that, you would have destroyed the, is- the Syrians, and they never would have harassed you or bothered you anymore. But as it is, you're going you're to have conflicts with them for three times, and it's just going to keep on going, because you didn't wipe them out. What happened? God met that king at the level of his expectation. And if his level was it, you know, hit the ground three times, that's where God met him at, and that's what he got. That's the level of a deliverance he got. Nothing less than that, but Nothing more than that either. And if he'd have hit it five or six times, the enemy would have been wiped out. My friends, when that anointed is moving, you must already know that level of expectancy where where you're at. And then you step on that as a release of your faith when that moment is there. And watch the next thing you know, now you're on the right side of the miracle. Woohoo! Woo! Glory to God. I see you smiling. Praise the Lord. Let's take Holy Communion today. You're lifting your level of expectancy. Some of you, you got a little crazy. You need to lower it. (laughs) Pastor Stephen, I'm expecting that God will make me a trillionaire. It's not going to happen. You need to lower your expectancy. Praise the Lord. You got to find that sweet spot in the spirit. Woohoo! Glory to God. Mm -mm. According to your faith, be it unto you. And let your expectancy be right in there, in it. Right in there, right there with your faith. Glory to God. Please, today, grab some unleavened bread. Grab some grape juice. We're going to pray over it and bless it. We're going to take communion together. If you're watching today and you're not a Christian and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you would like to, today's your day. You want to become a Christian, pray this prayer after me right now do it right now say lord jesus i come before you as a sinner i repent of my sins i turn from them and i turn to you and jesus today i give my heart to you jesus come into my heart wash my sins away save me now i accept and receive you now as my lord and savior write my name in your book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Amen. My friend, if you prayed that prayer from your heart, the Lord has heard it, and He has saved you, and you are now a child of God. So let's take Communion, everybody together. Hallelujah. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread, the juice. We bless it and consecrate it. This is now the flesh and the blood of our King Jesus. Father, we receive his body now. We thank you that all of your promises are yes and amen. And we say yes to strong faith. We say yes to accurate expectancy. Thank you, Father. We receive now the body of Jesus. Let's partake together. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes all of our sins away. Thank you, O God. Father, we give you praise. Father, by your Holy Spirit, help us to get that expectancy just in the right spot, the spiritual Holy Spirit sweet spot, because we, gr- we know you're going to meet us there. Thank you, Father. We can meet you there with right standing because of who we are in Christ Jesus. Father, we pray right now if there have been any sins committed, that they be forgiven and washed away in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for repentance. We thank you for the cleansing blood of Christ and that we belong to you. Oh God, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Let us now receive the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Woo! Glory! Glory! Glory, glory, glory. You're going to find yourself standing in it. Amen. You're going to find yourself standing in the miracle. So until then, keep building your faith, and let your expectancy be high, because God wants to do something great for you. My friends, thanks for watching today.